Summer is almost here. Don't you want to go to the beach with thicker, gorgeous, beautiful locks and everyone goes, hey, I love your hair. And you go, Nutrafol, baby. (laughs) You know, something along that lines. Well, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering my listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. I recommend it. I've been taking Nutrafol for years. It's how I got my hair back thicker and not falling out in chunks after I had KJ. Now it's your turn. Nutrafol has been on with me for years, and that's because you all continue to buy, and it really works. I love it. Now it's your turn to love it too. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com with the promo code TSFS. Via Hemp, let's talk about it. Via Hemp offers THC and non-TH craft cannabis experiences. Now, I love a non-THC option when it comes to your overall wellness. I'm talking sleep aid, maybe anxiety if you have that. Well, that's where Via comes into play. And did you know even a non-THC option if you're doing fertility or IVF can be helpful? Look into that. Well, Via is incredible. You got to be 21 plus. You can get 15% off with my exclusive code TSFS when you go to ViaHemp, V-I-I-A, hemp.com. They have all kinds of lifestyle products. And like I said, the best part is with the THC or without, so you don't have the buzzy buzzy. Don't you love my cannabis lingo? I mean, the buzzy buzzy. Anyway, I'm unique. What can I I say, look, order now. You're going to love Via Hemp. Use the code TSFS to receive 15% off and a one-time free sample of their award-winning gummies, 21 plus. That's viahemp.com and use the code TSFS at checkout. Support the show. Tell them I sent you and enhance your everyday life with Via Hemp. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I love doing a podcast about TLC shows. It's Wednesday, it's TLC Talk. I'm your host, Sarah Frazier, and we have a ton to talk about, including Big Ed from now 90 Day Fiance Last Resort. Apparently found out this week he was a leprechaun in a past life. (laughs) 90 Day Fiance, the brand new season, season 10. Cast has been announced, and oh boy, there's a couple that you're either going to be very happy or very pissed are on the show. And then now we actually have confirmed details of when Christine Brown from Sister Wives is getting engaged. A lot to get to. Couple of housekeeping things. First of all, we have a Reddit. Reddit.com slash R slash Sarah Fraser Show. Sign up. I drop all kinds of stuff there, including Tammy Slayton from 1,000 Pound Sisters, her marijuana citation. Uh, she was just in court in Union County, Kentucky, honey, for possession, and she was carrying a pipe. I know what y'all are thinking. Wait, weed's still illegal in parts of this country? <laughs> I know. You wouldn't know it if you walked around L.A. Everybody is high here. Everybody. And if they're on high, they're on a lot of meds, okay? We wonder why the world's getting crazier. I don't care. I don't give a rip what people say. Now everybody's medicated. That's why it's getting weird. Oh, anyway. Um, so that. Also, we have merch. Merch. The first merch drop has dropped 
on Amazon. If that, let's see how many times we can say merch. If you are wanting to go to the Amazon store, The Sarah Fraser Show is the Amazon store. You can also find it now in the link of every single darn podcast episode I put out. You don't want to miss it. If you would like a Sarah Fraser Show t-shirt and rep the show, I would be so grateful to you. So just go to my um, any of my podcast episodes and you, in fact, will see it there. So you can see the link. Been thinking about it's, taking Nutrafol, but you've been on the fence. Sorry, I was trying to find you the exact link. Um, here we go. And if you want to find it, it is amazon.com slash shop slash the Sarah Fraser show. But like I said, it's hyperlinked in every single podcast episode. So now you can find it. All right, let's just get right to it. First of all, the biggest thing from Last Resort, which is a hit show, by the way. It just had its first season. We're in its first season for 90 Day Fiance. Last Resort takes couples Angela Deem and Michael, Asuelo and Kalani. That's the biggest joke to me because they have not been together for a long time. But they did the show. They were invited to do the show. Maybe they thought for a second it was going to work out, but she has long moved on to a new man, sweetie. And he, he been, he's been busy too. Big Ed and Liz, who were just famously on the Sarah Fraser Show podcast. But it was so funny this week because they are all in different forms of therapy. That's last resort is, right? And the irony is TLC sort of listened to us fans that said, these people need help. They need therapy. They send him away to a resort in Key West. They give him therapy. And now every all the audience is like, these people are toxic. Why are they together? Run, Liz. You're the, you know, Ed's the worst. Well, Ed found out this week that he was a leprechaun in a past life by doing therapy and doing some deep dive into, you know, past lives and really doing some deep breathing. And he finds out he was a leprechaun performer in a past life where they would hang him upside down by his shoes and they would laugh at him. And he was a very lonely performer. And then one day they threw him in a hole and discarded him. And that is where his issues come from, of trauma, of not being loved, of performance, um, and of giving Liz a hard time. (laughs) I love this show so much. (laughs) Oh, my God. Look, I believe in some of this. I do. I really do. I mean, you guys know I'm doing an astrology course. I can't laugh at a therapy that takes you back to find out that you are a leprechaun in another world. I try all these things. I've done everything except for ayahuasca at this point. All kinds. I've done cuddle therapy, emotional cognitive therapy, which is like, really, you just check in with your emotions all the time. Mindful eating therapy. Now I'm on to astrology I'm thinking about ah, my friend Roya is amazing. She helps high-performance women um, dig deep into their fears and overcome. Lord, I got a million therapists, okay? But anyway, that just struck me. Like, I would love to know. Like, he was a leprechaun in another life. <laughs> anyway, that one got me. Um, the huge news coming out of the 90-day sphere. You know, we're wrapping up 90-day fiancé before the 90 days that has featured couples like Amanda and Razvan. Who knew that we would hate Amanda so much? Sorry, Amanda. You just don't come off likable on the show. Statler and Dempsey. Um, you know, they're on the verge of breakup because Dempsey doesn't want a child. Um, Dempsey has a lot of issues from her childhood, being adopted, having, you know, it's sad. It really is sad, like what she went through, like being taken away from her mom at the start. It's so hard to overcome that. And you see it now, her dealing with adult relationships. 
Um, so we're wrapping that show up. And on Sun on Monday night, by the way, Monday night, they ended up showing a sorry, it's not on Sundays. Sorry. Um, they ended up showing a clip of the part two, two part tell all, which is hosted by Sean Robinson. We are going to have a live studio audience. Teray, if you remember him, remember he was the catfished one. They have teased that Teray, we're actually going to speak to the man that was catfishing Teray and getting like money out of him. And Teray for five years thought they were dating. This is the saddest story. Um, Jasmine and Gino. Jasmine and Gino. I just, I I mean, my girlfriend Chelsea and I, like we, we text about this. Like, do we think their relationship is real? I actually do. I think they're very solid, to be honest with you. And I have more news about them. Um, and, and I'm sure you guys saw this, but this past week, Jasmine put up on her social medias that you're only going to be able to message her now. Like, you'll, she, you'll only get a response from her, and you'll only be able to, like, have a conversation with her if you DM her through her OnlyFans or Cameo. Now, smart chick. Smart chick. I'll say that. She's a smart chick. Am I going to be doing that? No, I could care less. But she's got a lot of fans. A lot of people are very curious about her plastic surgery journey, her alopecia journey. You know, she's a journey for everything. But I actually think she's very smart. I say that like, oh, kind of condescending. But Jasmine and Gino, uh, you're going to be seeing them again. The news, I'll just get to the news. The news is 90 Day Fiance, the new season, six couples of the actual 90 Day Fiance franchise have been dropped, season 10, and Jasmine and Gino are on it. I can't believe, I don't know why this couple gets under my skin so much. I think it's because, I actually think they're playing the the 90-day fiancé game very well. Because I'll tell you about a couple that was reportedly um, supposed to be on the 90-day franchise, but the audience got bored and therefore production got bored of them. I think Jasmine and Gino are smart. I think they serve reality TV what reality TV wants, right? Fighting, making back up. It's all Housewives is whether they're fighting over cheese platters or a restaurant or someone that didn't show up. And then they they get back together. And, you know, you kind of have to have different, various different types of reality show people. You have to have the extreme ones. We've seen the Lisa Renna's. I would even argue Erica Jane. Um, you know, we, we see like the Candace Dillard Bassett's, the kind of ones that are over the top. I think Jasmine is filling that role. I don't believe that half of the fights are as bad as what they portray. I think they've always been solid. I think they've been together for a long time. I think he started out as her sugar daddy and remains that way. And I think he likes it that way. But I think she's actually quite smart. And she reveals a lot about herself, whether it's plastic surgery journeys or alopecia. She's very good online and she's good at keeping you engaged with whatever problem they have, right? Even though I think half the problems are exaggerated for television. So, I mean, good job for her. Kudos for her. And if they were getting along well, I don't think people want to see that as much. Asterix, David and Sheila, right? David and Sheila are so amazing. Sheila's 100, she 110% pregnant, okay? David and Sheila, David both hearing impaired. They got engaged. I mean, David is the sweetest man on earth. Has sent her over $3,000. I'm sure a lot more than that because they've been dating for a while. They're now engaged, we find out, in in, in the, um, it's the second to last episode. So the season finale is coming up and then we're going to get the two-part, um, 
tell all. So, you know, I think you have like a David and Sheila, they're calm. There's not going to be a ton of drama aside from like, does her son want to move to the United States? Jasmine and Gino, I think, serve you your traditional Angela Deem, Michael, extremely toxic, the Ed and Liz, they should be away from each other. And here they are. They've landed themselves on the 90 Day Fiance franchise, which I'm sure is her complete dream. You know, she seems like she's wanted to be on TV. She's abandoned her teaching career and now she is ready. So want your life back? Order Hungry Root. It's actually as simple as that. Truly, Hungry Root is the best meal kit service I have ever worked with because they have meals that take 12 minutes. Guys, if you are a busy mom like I am, KJ now just started swim lessons. And on the night that he has swim lessons, we're not home until six. I'm trying to make dinner, trying to get him rested and down for bedtime. When I see that number 12, and I know in 12 minutes I can have a healthy meal, I'm turned on. All right? (laughs) You will be too. Hungry Roots website, so easy to use as well. You just go, you can type in a type of cuisine, or if you like chicken, or you can do preset where you tell them you're vegetarian, keto, or you're a meat lover. Right now, get 40% off. My listeners are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS and get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Don't forget to use my link so they know who sent you and get 40% off right now and free veggies for life. Do you hear that? That is the sound of the brand new and delicious You Natural Conception for her in their juicy strawberry gummy flavored. Ah! Oh my, this is now my favorite thing to take. It's a fertility aid. If you haven't heard about them, they are unbelievable with thousands of five-star reviews on Amazon. Go and read them for yourself. And they're famous for their Conception for Her and Conception for Him formula, which Schman, my hubby, has been taking for over a month because it takes two to tango. Conception for her fertility aid is a well-researched baby. They have ingredients like ashkawanda, zinc, magnesium that can help you on that journey to have a healthy baby. So what are you waiting for? Go and order now. You're going to love it and I want to hear from you. Check out You Natural on Amazon and use code FRASER20 for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle. That's EU Natural on Amazon or follow the link on our website for 20% off Conception for Her, Conception for Him, and the Conception Bundle with the promo code Fraser 20. That's F R A S E R. The number's 20. I'm not sure why I dislike them so much. I guess I think that it's, um, I don't know. I think it's annoyingly over the top. I think it's like Angela to me. I, I don't know. I just, I don't find it all that fascinating, but they're clearly resonating with somebody. Um, and before I get into like breaking down the um, oh, and by the way, Violet and Riley. Oh my God, you guys all saw this before the ninety days. Violet calls him and is reportedly pregnant, but then we see on the tell-all that he doesn't believe the timeline. All right, Riley and Violet, two other people who should not be together, but all right. So before I get into who the new couples are on this latest season coming up of Ninety Day Fiance. The couple that apparently production became bored of and so did um, the audience was Ella and Johnny. Now, Ella and Johnny also appeared on a Before the 90 Days. Uh, about a year ago, they were, at first they were big fan favorites, okay? He lived in China. She was like out on a farm in Iowa. She was a cowgirl, horny as can be. 
Well, their story has resurfaced because Johnny, after two years, finally met up with her here in the United States, came to stay with her, and then apparently had befriended a viewer in Arizona and leaves Iowa, goes to Arizona to spend time with this viewer and apparently regrets it, goes on social media. Ella was heartbroken, begged him not to go. So their drama has resurfaced. And a lot of people have been saying, now, wait a second, weren't you two supposed to appear? Like, why aren't you guys getting another season of 90 Day? According to In Touch, producers have lost interest and so did the audience. Essentially, when Johnny took so long to come over here, they were even supposed to meet in Dubai. It never happened. And now In Touch alleges through probably a leak of Ella's people that the whole idea that Ella cheated on him because she was super horny. I mean, people were really into that. Like she was so horny. She couldn't keep it in her pants. She'd fallen on three or four dicks. I mean, it was kind of, it was kind of getting good. <laughs> like Ella had needs. <laughs> ah. And I, you know, she does have needs. I mean, get it, Ella. But like, she was so, I think, um, nonchalant about it is what people like, enjoyed about the storyline and then she'd tell Johnny she needed like she was horny and Johnny's reaction was really like straight laced so people I think liked it but now in touch reports that the rumors that she was horny and cheating on him were actually fabricated by production to make their storyline more interesting so there you have it you know Jasmine and Gino probably have landed themselves on 90 day because I think they keep a fair amount of good drama going so season 10 is going to be airing here, um, and here's a first look. It's going to actually air in October. There are six couples, Jasmine and Gino, Sophie and Robert. Sophie and Robert are the new reality TV couple to meet. They met online. Sophie is moving from the UK to Los Angeles, where she's expecting a life of glamour, darling. Well, good luck, because here it's very expensive. So get ready to sell your butthole on OnlyFans to afford it. <laughs> And then I'm talking a shitty neighborhood. Manuel and Ashley. Manuel and Ashley have known each other for more than 10 years. And their paths tore them apart after they met in a New Year's Eve party in Ecuador. They found their way back together. Manuel is moving to America in hopes of a happily ever after with his longtime once-cross-loved. Here's the catch. She's a witch. Okay. We're going to see a real-life witch. The TLC loves witches, too. They love a witch. If you are a witch, you want to hit them up to get your own show. But I'm talking like a real witch. Well, apparently, Ashley is a full-on witch. I'm talking the candles, the cauldron, the whole damn thing. Nick and Devin. Nick is leaving the outback for girlfriend Devin in America, but his future does not look entirely perfect. After meeting on Tinder, they fell in love, and three weeks after three weeks in person led to a K-1 visa. Nick and Devin are still getting to know each other as he touches down in the U.S. And this is another situation where his family controls his life and they have to get their permission before he can get married. The other couple to watch are Justin, 36, and Nikki, 47. Okay, 11 years older. Nikki has had a ton of plastic surgery. Um, oh, well, that's because, um, okay, wait. Nikki and Justin spent nearly two decades apart when he admitted he couldn't accept that Nikki is trans. That's why she's had a lot of surgery. But distance makes the heart grow fonder, as it did for this pair. 17 years after they met on a dating site in Moldova, Justin has a more mature understanding of Nikki's gender identity and is now moving to America for a shot at love. Anali, 26, and Clayton, 29. Language barrier and a future mother-in-law pose the biggest threats because Anali lives with his mother and his mother actually lives in his closet. Whew, 
Nolly and Clayton's relationship as she moves from Peru to Kentucky after meeting on a language app. The pair bonded in a few short weeks, but Anali may not be on the same page as Clayton when it comes to sharing space with his mother. We'll see, because the mom lives in the closet. Citra, 26, and Sam. Um, Citra and Sam want to be together, but their loved ones may not agree. It's not just Citra coming from Indonesia to America. Her father is traveling too, and this throws a second timeline into the mix. Fans know the couple must wed in 90 days for Citra to keep her visa, but they have just two weeks to win the blessing of Citra's father, who is about to learn about Sam's sordid past. It airs October 8th, 8 p.m. Eastern on TLC, season 10. All right. All right. I'm down. I'm down. I really, to me, I will watch Jasmine and Gino's storyline for you all, but I'm also ready to skip it. Just me. Um, let's thank Blissy. Blissy has the most amazing um, silk pillowcases anywhere in all the land. Don't believe me? Go and see. There are over 1 million happy fans. 1.5 million raving fan reviews. Blissy silk pillowcases are the best on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now risk-free. What do you have to lose? 60 nights, you don't like it, return it. At blissy.com slash TSFS. And get an additional 30% off. That's blissy, B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash TSFS. Use code TSFS to get an additional 30% off. Sleep cooler this summer with Blissy, baby. Two sister wives things. And then um, at the end of this episode, you can listen to my recap of Sister Wives Season 18, Episode 4, which aired on Sunday night. So two quick things. Christine Brown, we now know her wedding day. She did officially shade Cody on her Instagram. A lot of people on Christine Brown's Instagram have read into several things over um, the past, mm, I don't know, a couple of months. People have said, oh, she's like subliminally giving Cody the middle finger. And she's doing this and she's doing that. Oh, I don't think so. But she did post a picture of she and David Woolley and she said something about it's so good to be with a man that doesn't have any um, stipulations before getting married. So that was like a clear dig. But she's six weeks away from her actual wedding. How do we know this officially? She went live on her Instagram. Thank you, Christine, for clearing this up. Christine is my new favorite, by the way. She's so funny on the show. She's hysterical with her laughing. And I do feel like she's the one that's the most healed and the most over. She's totally over Cody and Robin. She, she, I don't even think she'd ever want to speak to them again. So her live was about a week ago. She's getting married to David Woolley sometime in the middle of October. We know there's officially going to be a fall beautiful wedding in Utah. No word on who the guest list is. Do we think Mary's gone? I say the kids are, I don't know. I mean, are Robin and Cody's kids invited? Maybe, maybe. I, I, I say they're all invited, but I think Cody and Robin and their youngest kids aren't going. I say Robin's oldest kids from her first marriage aren't going. I don't think anyone from Cody and Robin's camp is going, to be honest. But we'll see. They're six weeks away. Lastly, I did notice this, season 18. I was very upset, actually, um, about Cody. And this sort of dawned on me after I did my review on Monday, which you'll also hear at the end of this podcast episode. You know, Cody is really a douche. (laughs) 
<laughs> now, I think he would argue a misunderstood douche. And I would love to interview him. He and Robin would be one of my favorite interviews, honestly. Because wouldn't you love, like, someone is going to get a moment of authenticity from him. I think. I think. It, I don't know when. He's clearly a narcissist to a huge degree. And I think now he believes, I think the television, the fame, the cameo, the money, I think has gone to someone like that's head. He's also, you know, has a very thriving, I believe, resale, gun resale business. He goes to gun shows across the country. Very well known in that community too. Um, but somebody is going to get a shred of realness from him, which, because now he's almost a soundbite. He's almost a character of himself on the show and just a, a great soundbite. And he plays it up for the camera. And, you know, that whole fight with Janelle in her apartment. And he, look at the camera. Tell the entire world that you neglected me. He's a showman. But, so someone's going to get that from him and I want it to be me. I did think, though, what a cowardly move. You know, on Sunday night, he had the opportunity to say what everybody has felt, which is he's madly in love with Robin. But instead of declaring, and this is actually, you know what, if I were Robin, I hope Robin gets the cojones to leave him for like two weeks. I don't think she will. I think they're they're very much in love. I think they're two peas in a pod for whatever that means. But, you know, here he is actually saying, instead of declaring how much he loves Robin, right? Because he clearly does. How ironic. I love this. Got a new podcast for you to listen to. Yes, I do. It's the Dr. John Delaney Show. Schman and I were actually playing a clip from Dr. John's podcast because he was doing the topic of are youth travel sports ruining families? Well, Dr. John Delaney has over 20 years of sitting with families and dealing with hurting people and mental health issues. He has a PhD in counseling. Delaney walks alongside real people as they navigate tough decisions. And this is actually something that I really enjoy about his show. It's caller driven. I feel like I'm going to have to get a collar-driven show, Dr. John. I love this. Anyway, listen to the Dr. John Delani show wherever you get your podcast, or you can follow the link in the description of this podcast episode. I always make it very, very easy to find my sponsors and people that I partner with. So start downloading and listening today to the Dr. John Delani podcast. Enjoy. Hero Breads. Oh my gosh. Chef's kiss. Do you love carbs? I'm obsessed. Give me a croissant. Give me a tortilla, baby, every day, slathered with some hummus. Yes, please. And then a lot of veggies, a little turkey burger in it. Okay. Um, that's my own proprietary sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> Hero Breads right now offering 10% off. Go to Hero.com. Co. Enter the promo code TSFS. You are getting 10% off. Now, Hero Bread is so delicious and flavorful, soft, fluffy. In fact, so fluffy that KJ loves it slathered with butter and cinnamon every day. They're known for their products to have zero to one grams of net carbs, zero sugar, and high in fiber. So what are you waiting for? Don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to Hero.co and use the code TSFS at checkout. That's TSFS at H-E-R-O dot C-O. 
10 years ago, I lost 60 pounds mindful eating, and today I have kept the weight off. I never think about food. I never count calories. Honey, I don't even use one of those darn trackers or apps. I live with food freedom, and I want that for you if you are ready and you want it. And that's where My Optimal Body comes into play. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment, and be sure to let them know that the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. That is myoptimalbody.com to request an appointment. Why I wanted to partner with Dr. Applin is because he is a doctor that gets to the cellular and gut reason of why you can't lose weight and keep it off. They also work with your mental capacity as well. So many of us are emotional eaters. They address that and their clients see long-term success. If you are ready to lose weight, keep it off, and you don't want to do crazy Ozempic, myoptimalbody.com and tell them the Sarah Fraser show sent you. He throws her kind of under the bus by saying, yeah, you know what? I might leave her too. My other wives have left. I'm so depressed. I'm, you know, emotionally bankrupt. I'm, I'm, I'm spiritually dehydrated. What was the, fa- oh my God, I can't even remember. I see it all over Reddit. But anyway, the line that he had, how he's made all these sacrifices and, you know, he stuck with Robin through the pandemic, he stayed with her. He gave Robin more attention. Wouldn't this be like a moment if he just said to us, you know, I'm madly in love with Robin. I really, this has made me realize like she's really the one. She's always been the one. Wouldn't we go, ah, there it is. Like that's who we knew you really were. But instead, you know, I hope Robin's pissed. Robin ought to be mad after all that she's been through and put through and hung by his side. That in the moment on national TV where he could declare how much Robin means to him, he basically was like, I don't know. I want to run away from it all, leave Robin. It's like, what? Cowardly. So many, so many aspects. There's just zero accountability. But someday, you know, everybody has their moments. So I think he will. Okay. Um, if you missed it, I'm going to air the Sister Wives recap. And by the way, just wanted to thank Blissey one more time. Absolutely love me some Blissey. 30% off. I have their pillowcases. That's what I meant to tell you. Shaman and I use their pillowcases. They're hypoallergenic, natural cooling. So if you air hot at night, don't worry. They keep you cool. Also, um, they never absorb your the moisture from your hair. So it reduces frizz tangles and prevents hair breakage. It keeps the moisture in your hair and on your skincare with your skincare products, keeps it on your skin. And natural moisturizer um, because silk does not absorb the, mo- absorb the moisture off your face. There we go. 10 times is a charm. Perfect gifts as well. Okay. And I just want to tell you that we love our Blissey pillowcases. All right. Bye everybody. All right. Recording in progress. So, Sister Wives, Season 18, Episode 4, A Deal with the Devil. Finally, the show has gotten good. Really good. Like, I I think I said this episode too, because Episode 1 was crap. I mean, it was just like such a lame review of Christine, like, leaving Cody, and we, you know, we knew that Christine had already moved on. She was already engaged. All that. Well, you know what? Now we're getting to the emotions from everybody. The real deal. And hopefully Robin is going to get to the root of why her family exploded. Although doesn't seem like she needs to look far just at her husband. Okay. So obviously my reviews on Monday are special episodes here at TSFS. 
if you don't want spoilers, if you haven't watched the episode, this podcast is not for you. Um, but if it is and you like it, you can share it with a friend or your mama. Um, shout out to all my new sister wives. Recap fans, love you guys. So A Deal with the Devil was episode four. And I say it's getting good because really we're honed in on everybody's deep emotions and we see them all celebrating Christmas now separately for the first time, Okay. Sister wife's family has imploded. The tradition of Mary buying the kids all pajamas and them having Christmas Eve at Mary's really no longer exists. And so we see each family celebrating. So we're learning more as to why this whole family unit broke down. And really, you know, it it comes down to plural marriage does not work for this group uh, probably in a big way because of them being on TV, right? Them being on television. And, you know, Cody wanted to be this plural husband. Now he's not sure. And it's a little creepy because Cody, <laughs> first of all, Cody is so, I mean, this this show is really comical. I, don't you find yourself laughing out loud? I actually find myself laughing out loud because Cody, it's almost like you it's you can't even make up the sound bites he comes up with so unlike the real housewives of potomac where you know the producers are probably writing these catchy like comebacks for the women to be snarky to another woman you can't even make it up with cody all right really the big moment is at the end of this episode where Cody is doing a one-on-one talking to the camera about really just deciding is he going to become the devil that's inside him you know the devil that everybody says he is is he'd like to grow hordes I mean the guy goes into the guy goes into so much detail I have these really dark thoughts I mean it's actually kind of a little disturbing I feel like if we were listening to this on any other I don't know like platform we'd probably be like this man needs psychological help like maybe a hospitalization Robin doesn't know him for two years he's been awful disconnected angry not fun bitter I mean at least this is what they're portraying on the show I think if you talk to Christine Brown it's totally different. So, you know, the, sh- the, the, the show opens. We learn that everybody is going to do separate families. Christine and Janelle have rented places in Flagstaff. Their kids are coming in. Um, and Janelle's had a hard time. So, so I, I did think, you know, and I love Janelle and Christine. And I will tell you, I've, I've officially fallen in love with Christine on this episode. But I, I don't know. Janelle seemed to me like she was trying to work up a tear when she was talking in the confessional, which again, you know, this is my pet peeve week after week. I can't stand how fucking low rent the production is on a number one reality show, not in the TLC world, but like in the country, in the world. Okay. Some of the highest reality TV ratings you are ever going to see on this show. And half the time they're using fucking cell phones. If you are listening to this and you think, oh, maybe I'll launch a YouTube channel. That's your sign to launch one. Okay. Like these people who have been on this damn show 18 seasons, a decade. Okay. They can't get a hair and makeup team and they can't get good lighting and good cameras. So Janelle's doing a confessional. I actually don't think it's on a cell phone. I think it is with a camera person. And they kind of use these jarring, like very up close shots. And then they pull back. Look, I didn't see a tear until she started talking about finances. And I don't blame her. I Like she was like, I don't know where Cody and I stand. They had that epic fight in episode three. He left the house. She told him, fuck you. They hadn't spoken at all which seems to be a trend with Cody. Again, like this is my other complaint. I want to see like 
flash up the cell phone. Like, show me a text message where he wrote to you two weeks ago and then you've had crickets ever since. Like, give us some, like, give us some detail. I did, I appreciated this because I finally thought they really got into, at least Cody really got into the dark thoughts he's thinking. At least Janelle got to the bottom of it. Like, all right, I'm going to be alone. Do I need an attorney? I'm actually smarter than this. I thought that was great self-awareness when she was doing this confessional because all her money, she went into buying that land at Coyote Pass, which, uh, you know, Cody, Robin, Janelle, Mary are all in. And I think Christine, but I, Christine, they worked out an agreement because she wanted the money from her house. I think she got that. And then pff, she's moved to Utah. So... The only time I really saw Janelle shed a tear was when she was looking at her finances. I'm 50-something years old, and I'm going to have no money to show for it, and I know better. And then I did see a tear. Good for you, girl. I mean, I couldn't act either because I'm where Christine is at. Like, Cody is a comical um, jester to me at this point. So, although, I, you know, look, I, I, I'm going to make this prediction. The TLC, and this is why I, I do feel, and we already know we're going to see the the at least the beginning of casting other sister wives. I call it casting because at this point, they're just going to play into this whole world. Although Cody is starting to admit in episode four that he doesn't think he really even wants to be in plural marriage anymore, which has always been the audience's point for a long time. The moment he saw Robin, that was it. And it's true. I mean, if you go back and watch episode one, it I think it's quite obvious he was over Mary. 18 episodes, 18 seasons ago. He was maybe still into Christine a bit. You know, they were still having babies. But I think once Robin enters the hen house, it's just game over, right? He's he's really in love with with Robin. So Janelle kind of sheds a tear saying, I don't know where my finances are going to be. I'm not sure what I'm going to do. So we'll see. Um, Like, and then, you know, they go to, uh, they go to a, Christine. And Christine, I'm loving because Christine is just, she actually laughs hysterically at everything that he does. Like everything he says. Um, and, and you know, he's supposed to be this like emotional, um, you know, he like he, he's talking to his friend Nathan. And, and by the way, this, this whole thing is like so, Nathan Diltz is the guy that he's in the car with, okay? who is married to Mary's sister, who was also in a polygamous marriage at one point, and then the woman left Nathan. (laughs) I don't know. It's just so incestuous. It's like, I do need a, at this point, I need a Wendy Williams, like when Wendy Williams used to hold up the board and she'd have like a pointer, a a, a pointing stick, like, like you'd had in school and she'd go through the timeline. I literally need that because you can't even keep track of who they're all in love with. It's just mind-blowing to me. Um. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So anyway, that's another pivotal moment because Cody and Nathan are in there and, and he's talking about, Cody's talking about his vows and how he's like, you know, he's made emotional sacrifices. And then they go to Christine and Christine bursts out laughing. And she's like, are you fucking kidding? This man has made no sacrifices. We've done everything for him. She just like laughs hysterically. She's like, I've never even heard of these terms in plural marriages. He's a joke, you know? Um, Janelle too is like, I've never even heard of this. Um, And, you know, then we see them like all celebrating their individual Christmases. The part that I burst out laughing was when Robin talks about she's collected all these little houses um, Christmas, like, to look like a Christmas carol because a, uh, a Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol is Cody's like favorite Christmas movie and book. And then they pan to Cody and Cody goes, yeah. In Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, uh, you know, Scrooge has the the honor of seeing what his life is going to be like in five years. I wish I could see my life in five years. <laughs> He's just so narcissistic. It always comes back to Cody. Um, but also, can we just say, when they're all preparing their Christmas dinners, one, they look delicious. Like, I want Mary's, you know, uh, bo- she calls them like, I don't know, butterfly pastas or something instead of bow tie pasta. She has another name for it and her, her dish does look good then then they pan to Janelle also making like a lasagna with prego spaghetti sauce and I don't know why this irritated me but it's the worst fucking spaghetti sauce ever who buys prego I don't think I've ever known anyone as an adult sure you're in college it's so cheap it's literally like tomato juice with water it's the worst tasting shit have you ever tasted prego against other like Real pasta sauces like Rayo or whatever that the eight dollar a jar one is, but at least it tastes like a vodka sauce. Prego, Janelle's in her kitchen making prego. Um, fans were wound up about this episode because they do point out that here we are after eighteen seasons, and especially Mary has like no hair and makeup. The hair is like flipped over. Uh, you know. It is interesting when you watch this show compared to Housewives where the women, if they're on a show for several seasons, you see them transform. Like their makeup gets even more glamorous. Their skin gets even more taunt because they've had more plastic surgery. These TLC shows, like, mm -mm. like the people are not on these shows. It's not just sister wives. It's all of them. They're not swayed by, they're not getting fucking plastic surgery. They're like, "Mm mm-mm, I don't think so. Now, I don't think they're making as much as Housewives, so that might be why. Uh, but also, I'm surprised, too. Do people have a fit? You know, truly, we see her at Christine Brown's Christmas, which all looks very happy and pleasant, by the way. And truly's drinking, I mean, I'm thinking it's ginger ale from a champagne glass. Are people outraged about this? Uh, I'm not, because I would do that with my kid for sure. But, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, people are going to come for Christine. <laughs> People are going to come for Christine. Um, I think, too, what's irritating about this show. It, it, now, look, I, I liked it because, I, like I said, I think it goes a little bit deeper into, you know, I mean, at one point, the big startler of this episode is that Cody says he's so depressed, he's even thought about leaving Robin. And Robin says that she would be devastated. 
I mean, in a way, I can relate to that statement because I think everybody that's been in a long-term relationship, you do have moments, I don't care who you are, where you're like, I would love to like run away from all this, have a different life, like leave this whole situation. So on the one hand, I actually could agree with what Cody was saying there. Like it just seemed, you know, oh yeah, I, I could understand it. On the other hand, I'm like, he ain't leaving Robin. Like he ain't leaving, he ain't leaving raw dog at all. All right. There's no fucking way. But, you know, I mean, I'm sure, again, people hate Robin and Cody. And I think, I, I've said this before, I think the show does have a situational issue because I don't think you can carry on. You know, either Christine and Janelle and Mary have to commit to still filming this show, all separate families, because they're not they're not interacting. I don't think Christine is going to. Christine has a wedding coming up to David Woolley. I, I mean, look, I could be shocked. I don't know this, but I doubt Robin and Cody are going. I bet a lot of the kids are probably most of the kids are invited, except for Robin and Cody's kids. I mean, Christine makes it pretty well known at this point that she does not like them. So I don't see how they're going to be invited to the wedding. I don't. Unless, you know, McKelty is the bridge, right? We hear that in this uh, this season uh, or season 18, episode four. We hear that Co- that McKelty is the bridge. She's the one that goes over on Christmas with Truly to Robin and Cody's. She seems to be the one that makes the effort regardless of what Cody and Robin have going on and she is of course um christine and cody's daughter she makes the effort she wants to be involved with the family and her little daughter is so cute by the way so uh, you know I, i just think that robin and cody aren't likable like how they have such a huge problem are we gonna get a spinoff maybe with janelle and christine I don't know. Or are we going to keep it kind of like Real Housewives of New Jersey is doing where Melissa and Teresa don't speak. So they almost are running two separate shows but merging it together. I don't know because I just don't see Christine having anything to do with Cody. She's at a place where she finds it laughable. And I think as an audience member, it is kind of comical. It's not comical to Cody and Robin because they believe they believe their reality is really happening. Do you know? Do you know what I'm saying? I don't have the dislike for Robin that most people do. I, I found her a bit manipulative in, in episode three. I sort of saw what people were saying, that she's kind of like, you know, turning the wheels of things. And I was talking to a girlfriend about this show, and they were like, yeah, I feel for Robin. I think Robin's pissed. I think, I don't know that Robin necessarily cares about having a relationship with the sister wives, but Robin, even if Cody was at Robin's house most of the time, like Robin looked forward to Cody going away Somebody else, like, having him whine to for a little bit and then coming back. Like, she loved the reprieve. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? I think every woman can relate to that. Like, we all get the concept of sister-wise, right? It's just that it's so anti-human nature. And I love it, Christine says on this episode – Oh, there are there are people doing it successfully, plural marriage. I like I bet they're totally fucked up. I I highly doubt it's working. It hardly works when two people are doing it in 2023. You think plural marriage is really working? I, it's I bet it's such an outlier. There's probably like two families, and the rest are like dysfunctional once you get beyond the surface. Surface. So I, I think they have a problem because how how are people going to watch if Cody and Robin are not likable? Every uh, most platforms you see, you know, I I have seen people here and there defending Robin. 
saying, you know, Robin is trying to get the family back together. Robin is really lost. Like, you know, the, the house, the wives should come together and talk to her. And it doesn't seem to be happening. So, um, but, you know, it's also, I think, a big clue because I've, I've read a lot of rumors. You know, Janelle says she is open to doing plural marriage again. And there's mixed stories coming out that Mary has thought about taking Cody back and that Janelle has thought about taking Cody back. I mean, that's as of September 2023. I didn't believe any of those rumors until that statement that Janelle said she's open to plural marriage again. Really, sis? But she's like, I think it's going to be a little bit hard to do. Um, you know, the saddest moment of this, and this is why I'm telling you the emotions were deep in this, right? Even if even if you thought Cody was kind of a character of himself. Oh, hold on. I don't have COVID. Everybody I know is COVID. I don't, I swear. But Mary actually says at one point, Cody regrets marrying her. She actually says to the camera, I believe Cody regrets marrying me. Can you imagine spending all these years, 20-something plus years they've been married, to a man that didn't really want to marry you? I, I feel bad for Mary. And now I'm like, oh, because she's on a big Mel Robbins. You know, Mel Robbins is like a motivational speaker. She's on a huge Mel Robbins kick. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Um, I really got it. <sighs> um, That was like the saddest moment for me. Cody's definitely not leaving Robin. Solomon and Ariel, so cute. Robin and Cody's kids. Like, that was, like, the cutest moment when they did a little confessional. I'm like, aw. They, the poor things. They're so sweet. They're, like, what do you the, – the producers are asking, what do you guys like about each other? What do you not like about each other? And true to form, like, in a six-year-old and eight-year-old, they're like, you're annoying. And then, like, Ariel gives him a kiss. Like, it's such a sweet sibling, you know, story. So I guess maybe Cody and Robin are doing, like, something right, you know. So far – you know, these six and eight-year-olds seem sweet for two seconds, you know. <laughs> you seem for a confessional for like one minute. Uh, I thought there were some big confessions. Robin is lost. Is it justified or not? I don't know. But I think truly, I really believe Robin doesn't know what happened because Robin's been sheltered to some degree. Cody has insulated her and confided in her and for years has made it seem like Janelle and Christine and Mary are the problem. He's been outright about Mary. And, you know, Mary's sort of the only semi-ally that Robin has, so she understands that a bit. But, you know, I think she thought, eh, you know, it's working enough. And and to me, I feel like Robin tells Cody some advice that he doesn't take. For example, Robin was like, why is Cody buying the kids these, like, motorcycle bikes that are so dangerous on Christmas to distract from what's really happening when we should be acknowledging we're family blown apart? But instead, Cody comes in with shiny gifts and wants the kids to forget anything is going on. Like, I mean, Robin, to me, does kind of stand up and, and like, get a little annoyed with him, I think. And then we end the show with the famous line, you know, should I become the devil that everybody says I am? Cody is is in the confessional. He's saying he wishes he could grow horns. He's in the darkest place he's ever been. I mean, are you guys buying that? Are, that's always the question. People don't buy it. But I mean, to me, he's definitely an untreated narcissist. So for him, I think that's his reality. I also, I get it. I, I do think he's really hard to watch. He's hard to watch because there is no, instead of going to therapy, he gets in the car with Nate, Mary's brother-in-law, and 
Vince Tanit, who, by the way, has also not had a successful plural marriage. So it's like, what advice? Like, and, and that woman pieced out on Nate, too. I mean, if anything, that car ride for those two men should have been like, you know what the common denominators was here? Us. These women are leaving us, guys. Okay? What, what am I doing wrong? Instead, you know, Cody's venting about if he's evil or not. It's like, dude, let's just pump the brakes here and realize these women are out on us. Because you guys are not that exciting. And can you imagine having sex with Cody Brown? <laughs> no. I can't. I'm sorry. No. Pass. Pass. Just too weird. So I thought the show got a little bit better. You know, I go in waves. Episode one sucked to me. Episode two was better. Episode three was good because we had the epic fight between, um, you know, Janelle and Cody. Episode four, we get a, I felt like we got a little bit deeper with the emotions. Again, it's, I want to see him interact. That's why I think they have a real problem with the show. I know people like yell at me when I say that, but I want to see them interact. Are Janelle and Christine, are they going to come back into a room? Maybe season 19. And then we're left with the tease that Mary in episode five, coming up next Sunday, she is now making changes. And so we're going to probably see the leaving of Mary. Mary's going to go back, we know, to her Air, her Airbnb. Her bed and breakfast that's been in her family for like 100 years. That's also in Utah, I believe, because um, they're in Flagstaff, Arizona. So I believe Mary is out, you know. Um, interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, also, it's been brought to my attention that or some of the reason the production sucks on this show is, you know, Cody and Robin have some weird rules about producers in their house, all because of COVID and all this stuff. But I don't know. It is it is a tough situation. It's like this is TLC's number one show. So in that case, like everybody has leverage. Cody and Robin and them have leverage. Production is, you know, it's it's hard. Like I'm sure TLC wants, they want the scoop. People want to love to hate on Cody and Robin so they're probably going to be like, all right, fine, we'll make exceptions. Like, you guys can shoot on your cell phones. Like, I, I get it. it. just sucks for us. Looks so stupid. Like, fuck, I could shoot this show. Anyhow. All right. There's your season 18, episode four, A Deal with the Devil recap. What did you think? Are you still loving the show? Are you still on board? At the Sarah Fraser Show on Instagram, on TikTok. And I love to see like all the different things that people catch. You know, like everybody caught, catches different things. Now I really want, because you guys as an audience are amazing. Last week, people caught that Cody and Robin had Vladimir Kush uh, artwork that could be worth anywhere from five to to $25,000 a painting. And people felt like Cody and Robin are hiding money. Maybe they are, maybe they aren't. I mean, they haven't commented on that. Uh Christine doesn't give a rip. Like, I love when a woman is happy and she's so above it all. And she's not going to speak to Robin again. She's not. I'm sorry. Robin, like, wants it. But it's, Christine's way beyond it. All right. Love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.